We have our third batter coming up to hit today in baseball parlance, uh, as I continue that metaphor for reasons unknown to me. But uh, we're glad to have Matt Davis come on up here and preach to us the concern that he has of helping that discipleship ministry move forward. The, the beautiful thing about Matt Davis is he is our very best, our number one pastor who's Jewish. And so we're glad to have him on board of part of our ministry. And so come on up, Matt. Thank you, Dave. That gives me enough context for everything else I have to say this morning. Welcome. Uh, go to your books. We're going to be on page 36. And what I want to talk about this morning is important. As I've been sitting through this conference, I've been taking notes in my own book. I've been thinking about, and it's really easy to go to this place of, who is this mystery person, Lord, that you want me to disciple? Who is this mystery person that's going to walk into my life and say, I think I want to disciple you. I want to today make this very practical, take the mystery out of it and say that the relationships that you are involved in right now, your already existing relationships, are the ones that you can begin to enter into for a discipleship relationship. So that's what we're going to be talking about, reframing your existing relationships for discipleship. Um, if you look, there's a quote here on that first page. Page 36, it says this, and I want you to pay attention. We're going to talk about this in a couple of facets of your life, but I'm, I'm really going to push this idea of, of, our, of our family and, and how we can be working in these relationships that we already have. But listen, listen to this. This is from Catherine Stonehouse, and it says, Religion, but not faith, can be taught. Faith must be inspired within a faith community. The faith of children is most likely to grow when they have the opportunity to associate with adults who are growing persons, who know and love God. The child's faith is inspired when he or she belongs to an inclusive community, that's all of us, that seeks to live out God's love. I, I love this video clip I want to show you. Um, there are two videos, movies, that I, I could probably use in any single message that I ever wanted to preach. One is Fiddler on the Roof. The other one is The Three Amigos. This is the scene. El Guapo and his men are coming to the, the town of Santa Poco. And the people of Santa Poco are being led by The Three Amigos, actors who once were thought as heroes, they're just actors, and they're preparing for the battle at the end. And this is the scene that takes place in this little town of Santa Poco. Check it out. Somos tres amigos! We might as well do it now. In a way, all of us have an El Guapo to face someday. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us, El Guapo is a big dangerous guy who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. We want to defend ourselves, but how? By using the skills and the talents of the people of Santa Poco. This is not a town of weaklings. 
you can turn your skills against a wobble. Now, what is it that this town really does well? We can sew. There you go, you can sew. Ah. If only we had known this earlier. Ned, Dusty. Sewing. Remember our film, Amigos, Amigos, Amigos? Yes. Remember what we did in that movie? Gee, do you think it could work? It's got to work. It's our only hope. Yeah. Why did I just show you that? I'm going to bring it around. Ready? There's a battle out for the hearts and the souls, not only your kids, but your friends, for the people that you work with. And there's a calling on us in our lives to go out there and to engage. And it's looking at the resources that you already have on hand and the people who are already there in your life. I think sometimes we just mystify this whole thing. And believe me, it happens in Christian circles where we can go into this and we can say, like, I need to find this person. And we have this, like, glorified what it's going to look like. But it just might be the kids that you are driving home today after church. It might be the people that you are working with tomorrow. It might be some friends who happen to all be Christians, but you really never did anything to disciple one another and enter into those relationships. So I want to encourage you to dive in and just look at who are the people who are already around here? Who are the people in my life? But before we even get to that, I just want to make sure that we haven't skipped over something that we should have been talking about from the very beginning and, and not assume, but what we need to make sure is that we actually have a faith that we can pass on. And so this is the first thing is that you can't have or can't give away a faith that you don't have. Um, I, I've been reading a, a book by a woman named Brene Brown, and, and she says this. She says that you need to become the adult that you want your kids to be. And I think there's so many times for me that I look at my kids and I, I just, I'll say, well, you know what? I've messed up in all of these different areas. I hope that the next generation turns out better than me. And I think that there's some good in that, and I think that that's a good hope for our children but there's also like this sense of resignation for us. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to give up. I, this is as far as I can go. And so I'm just going to hopefully give them some skills so they can keep going. No, you know what is most helpful in the lives of not only your kids, but the people around you is that you are a growing person yourself. It's this idea of being on the airplane and the oxygen mask comes down and you got to get it on first. Your relationship, I've seen this in so many ways in my own life that if my relationship with Jesus is not intact, it's going to mess up everything else in my life. And when I am walking with him, I find that my marriage is going better. I find that my relationship with my kids is going better. I find that my relationship with my friends and my community is going better. There is this reminder and really, primarily, it comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And this is one of the foundational passages on, on passing on our faith, to give this away to the next generation. And, and this is a, a traditional, this is one of the most important passages in Judaism. It's called the Shema in Deuteronomy 6.4. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. This is a declaration. God is saying, this is who I am. And then he gives some instructions.
instructions for you and I. And this is what it says in verse 5. That you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. That is the first thing. You have to have a faith in God before you can even give it away and pass it on to the next generation. First and foremost, God declares to the Israelites in the wilderness, he says, I am your God. You came from Egypt, there were multiple gods, but I am one God. I am the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you love me with all of who you are, everything. And once that is in place, then you can pass it on. Once you have a faith, then you can give it away. And that's what it says in the next passage. In, in verse 7 it says, Then you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Basically all the time. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is our mission. If you are a parent, then your greatest call in your life is to disciple the generation of children that are living with you in your home. And honestly, many of you, you that's all you have time for. And so we have to get into this and we have to understand. There is this idea, there's a concept in Judaism and it's called Lador Vidor. It basically means from generation to generation. I was bar mitzvahed. <laughs> I looked at it. In October, it will have been 25 years ago. And there is something that happens in every child's bar or bat mitzvah. If you're a girl, it's a bat mitzvah. And, and there's this beautiful picture there's a beautiful part of the service where they actually take the torah the word of god and my grandfather stood up with me that day and he held the word of god in his hands in scroll form and he took this and there was a blessing and he would take the torah and then he handed it to my father and my father held it and then my father handed it to me and there's going to come a day in about five years when my kids are old enough that we are going to take the word of God and we are going to pass it on in a ceremonial fashion. It's already being done in practice in our home, but I'm going to give that to the next generation. You don't believe me? I, I wanted to try and find pictures, so I went to my dad's house, looked in the attic, and I couldn't find pictures of mine, but I found my brother's. And so I thought... Good enough. Once I found that, I didn't need to look for mine. So this is actually what it looked like for my brother Steve. You can see uh, that's my grandpa in the back handing the Torah over to my dad, who had the mustache at the time. And, and there's my brother Steve, who is waiting there. And then you have the passing on from my dad to Steve. Sorry, Steve, I didn't show you this beforehand. And then we finally have Steve holding the Torah. From generation to generation, the word of God, that message of faith is being passed on. Now, just to be fair, I did bring in one picture that I do have. And this is me at my bar mitzvah. I'll blow it up here on the screen. <laughs> you could zoom in maybe. Is that? There you go. It's kind of sad. Oh, thank you, front row. Oh, it's so cute. I want you guys to disciple me. But look, this is, our, this is our hope, is that we are discipling the next generation, that we are investing in, in our kids and in the youth because they're going to be the ones years from now that are going to be sitting in here and they're going to be partaking. And 
So we've shuffled some things up in this last year and kind of children's student ministries have come together to form family ministries. And I, we, we, we thought through what is it, what is the kind of student, if we could build the robot child that would be perfect, we know this is not possible, but what, what is our hope? We got to shoot for something. Well, this is it. And I, I put it in your book and, and we want to develop a generation where some of these things are, are true. So we want to see students who worship from the inside out that they are compelled by the Spirit of God, not through expected or mandated behavior, but they see worship as a lifestyle, not a moment or event, something I just come to on Sunday mornings. We want to see students possess a kingdom community mindset, that they choose to usher in the realities of justice and mercy, love, and the presence of God, that they would have forgiveness, humility, and service to life in everyday situations. We want to see a generation of students who live with a global awareness. They feel responsible for their brothers and sisters around the world, and they feel compelled, compelled, the weight, the burden, to make Christ known to every corner of the globe within their lifetime. We want to see students who are knowledgeable about God's Word, but even greater, through it, they have come to know God personally. You can know a lot about God, but if we don't know God personally, we're missing all of it. That they have investigated the scriptures for themselves. They have concluded that God's word is truth and they are unashamed of it. We want to see students who know God's voice, that they desire to obey it and they obey it in and through the power of the Holy Spirit as they depend on him alone for strength. Do you want to see the next generation? Think about your kids. Do you want them to look a little bit like this? I look at this and I say, I want myself to look a little bit like this. And so the challenge is not to just grow that generation, but if these things are not true about me, then how are they ever going to see what it is that they are to become? So again, we need to enter into this idea. And, and so we have this faith that we have to be growing in this faith. And when we have it, we give it away. I want you to think about the places and the people that you could be connecting with, that we would give it away in our families. And that might look like your kids, but it also might look as your adults, some siblings. It might actually look like you give this faith away to your parents and your grandparents, that we have to look within our family. What are these already existing relationships that I can enter into? What is my community? What, is my, my, what are my friendships looking like? I, there, there are so many of these other things that we have just subcontracted out and we hope that some evangelist is going to get it or we hope that the Sunday school teacher is going to teach everybody else and we don't want to enter into this ourselves but the calling is for us. I believe Eric Taunus said it last week that that this idea of discipleship is not for the professionals, it's for Christians. And if you are a Christian, this is a mandate that we go and that we make disciples. And then we can do this in the marketplace. Think about the people that you are working with who are just utterly lost and have no hope. How can you intentionally, because this is not something that happens on accident. This is something that requires us to be on purpose. And I know that there's the voice with some of you saying, I'm disqualified for this reason. I'm disqualified for this reason. And you can have this litany of excuses and, and reasons of why you are not good enough. You are not in a place to be discipling others. And I say, maybe you aren't. So get discipled and get involved. But if you've just kind of been sitting stale and you've been receiving your whole life and you haven't been giving that out and giving that away, 
the call, the reason that we are doing this this month is we want to be a community of people who are making disciples. God doesn't require perfection. He is asking for our faithfulness. One more passage I want you to see. It's from Psalm 78. And in Psalm 78, this is it. This is the instruction. Psalm 78, I'm actually going to start in verse 1. It says this. Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears. This word incline in Hebrew means to bend down, to lean into. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth, and I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known. Why? Because our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, but to tell the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children. That the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put on their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Uh, that they would put their confidence in God. And I look at a generation out there that has not put their confidence in God. Their confidence is all over the map. So we as a community exist to inspire and to equip and to support. And I want you to understand that this is a job that we are all called to, but our job here with the church is to inspire you to do this. And I just want to give you just two really practical things. If you go to the back of the book, it's actually pages 62 and 63, but just go to the last page and then skip back one more, and you'll see there are some things that we just want to resource you with. Um, and one is coming up October 12th. It's, it's Sticky Faith, and we're going to be leading. This is for parents that we would pass on our faith. It's how do we give our kids, the next generation, a faith that sticks? Um, maybe some discipleship even needs to be occurring in your relationship with your spouse and that you guys are working together and growing. So there's something called Couple Talk that is going to be also happening on October 12th. But on the right-hand side, um, our, our curriculum that we use is called True. And one of the great things that we have involved with this is this magazine. It comes out by print or digitally to your email box. You can go online. But it just gives you some tools to invest in. It gives you some prayers to pray. It has recipes. It has some craft ideas. It has just some gathering times just to sit down and talk to your kids about the Lord. We need to jump into this. We need to be intentional. We have to look at the, the generation that is coming. And we have to look at our relationships with our friends. We have to look at our relationships with the people that we are working with. And we have to take a step into it. We have to step into this and just say... You know, um, would you like to meet and get a cup of coffee? There's some stuff I want to share with you. Um, we want to work this out a little bit, so we have some discussion questions. They're on the uh, other page. It's on page 37. And uh, I want to just pray and close this time, but we're going to just enter in. I'd like you to turn to a few people and just work through some of these people. Even brainstorm, write down. that I put three circles there of who are the people that I need to be taking some steps for. This is very practical. So let me pray. God, we thank you. We love you. We know that you are a God who has given us all of the resources necessary. And I pray that you would be working to inspire us, that we would be growing people ourselves, that we would be in touch with who you have made us to be, warts and all, 
And Lord, that all of that is claimed for the goodness and the greatness of your kingdom, that we would not let our friendships go by. We would not let our family go by. We would not let our coworkers exist in, in a regular relationship with us without us trying to at least take the next step. So give us that courage, that vulnerability to be able to step into that and even use these conversations right now to mold and inspire us where you want to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Start discussing.